This is Healthcare Strategies. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. My name is Kelsey Waddell, and I am the Senior Editor of Healthpayer Intelligence and Multimedia Manager for Extelligent Healthcare Media. Chronic diseases are some of the main drivers of healthcare spending in the US, and as a result, they've been the target of many value-based care efforts. But where are these efforts at now? Insights, Extelligent Healthcare Media's research arm, recently released a report to uncover the answer. Today, we are joined by Hayden Schmidt, Assistant Editorial Researcher at Extelligent Healthcare Media to break down the results of that report. Hayden, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. So I want to start out to get some of the background and some of the context for this report that just came out. What motivated the Extelligent Healthcare Media team to explore this question of value-based care and chronic disease management? And what is the significance of this subject right now? Could you fill us in on that? Yeah, so... among all practice types, everyone is pursuing value-based care. And as you pointed out, chronic disease management is a big part of that. And one of the most important topics in healthcare right now, everyone's pursuing this framework of value-based care, but there's really no set process to get to that point. So what we did was set out to try to learn how different practices of all sizes are approaching this idea and what they're doing differently to reach the end goal, which is a sustainable value-based care model. Great, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the process that you went through and the participants who were involved. Who were you surveying and how did you gather the data? And then, you know, did you face any challenges in collecting that? Yeah, so the process sort of starts with myself and our vice president of editorial, Kyle Murphy, doing a little background research on the topics that we're pursuing and then creating the questions for a survey that we're gonna send out to our reader base. When we start to create these questions, we're looking to identify trends in technology use, day-to-day practices with frameworks, with the team that they're trying to build at different organizations, things like that. And, you know, our participants are really earnest to share their opinions with us. For this project, we conducted, I think, four interviews after the survey was administered. And, you know, people are so eager to share what their process was that a few times I had to cut interviews off after like an hour and a half because people just have endless things to say about value-based care, and especially as it ties to chronic disease management. Great. Excellent. Yeah. And and so just to clarify on that, so these are mostly providers and hospitals or what kinds of organizations were involved in this? Right. Our audience for this survey was a group of hospitals, health systems, physician practices, specialty physician practices, and even some other care organizations that may not have a clear definition. So groups that sort of work alongside as third-party administrators to provide care. So when we get the responses back, we sort of break down what type of groups we're responding, but we do get a lot of hospital and health systems that have a lot to say about value-based care. So that would be the bulk of what we're looking at with this report. That's, that's amazing. That sounds like, yeah, a lot of firsthand knowledge. I can see why some of those interviews were pretty comprehensive because there's a lot there to dig into with all the breadth of organizations. So going into this survey before you got the results back, before you had these conversations, what were your expectations about what you would find? Yeah. So I'm, as a researcher, always 
sort of starting with a hypothesis about what we may figure out from this research. Going into this survey, I sort of came with the idea that we were going to see a lot of organizations relying on their health IT as a way to manage patients at scale with their chronic diseases and tie that into their revenue cycle and value-based care payments. What we end up finding is that it's actually a lot of reliance on people within the organization. We can get into that more. Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into that then now. So what were some of the major findings that came out of this? It sounds like it may have departed a little bit from what you expected. So could you dive into that more? Yeah, so what we end up finding is that, yes, even small practices will carry some piece of health IT that's managing their chronic disease patients. Maybe that is their reliance on an integrated EHR that they take data from other organizations where the patient may have received care in the past and they track the journey that way and then use that to sort of manage a cohort of chronically ill patients. When we sort of got into these smaller organizations, what we found is that yes, the the reliance on technology is there, but really it's a lot of nurses and clinicians and the occasional patient coordinator who are taking over these processes, integrating the experience between different personnel within the organization and trying to build a, a team where they can manage an entire cohort. So it was a lot more interconnected than I thought it would be. And it involved a lot more moving pieces where it was sort of like on the fly, a nurse would take over a job where she's now coordinating care for a bunch of patients that have chronic diseases. Yeah, that does sound a little bit different than what would be expected, where I think that in the conversations that we're having these days in the industry, there is a lot of emphasis on the technological aspect, which does provide so much support, but that makes a lot of sense, especially for the small organizations. The driving force has to be the people that we have. So we've kind of dove into some of the sort of surprising outcomes, as much as perhaps this was reliant on the people and and that that was sort of the surprising factor. Let's dive a little bit into what did you uncover about the technological aspect? No, yeah. If I can, I would rely on one of the interviews that we conducted after the survey to sort of explain it, where we talked to an independent physician who's a part of a practice where they manage a smaller number of chronically ill patients. But within that, they were receiving health information from payers who were tracking these patients with their own data analytics and their own health records. And they were communicating directly with the provider to send these updates where they'd say, you know, three of your patients here are late on a prescription refill. One is serious and it's like an asthma inhaler. You need to speak with them and get updated on their progress and what's going on with that medication. So it was interesting in that way to see how technology was sort of dispersed throughout the industry where players that you wouldn't think directly involved themselves in the care of a patient were actually the ones providing what I would say crucial health information to providers. So I I almost want to say it was a little bit discouraging that The IT wasn't to the point yet where the providers were doing that themselves, but it good nonetheless that there's such visibility now with this information that we can have doctors making proactive moves to treat their patients the right way, just based on trends and data analytics. So that that was one example that I thought was very interesting. 
it's really difficult from a provider standpoint to be on top of everything all the time. Some of these hospitals and health systems are inundated with a large chronically ill cohort of patients. And that's sort of when you really need to rely on your EHR and its ability to sort of track things at scale and have a clearer picture of your cohort. One of the qualitative interviews that we did, we talked to a group that sort of provides care on behalf of hospitals to chronically ill patients who are homebound or you know not frequently visiting the hospital or their primary care physician. And when you have patients like that, that may not necessarily be coming directly to you every time they are sick or have a problem, it's important that you have great data visibility into them through your EHR. Without that transparency, it's extremely hard to do any kind of value-based care contracting. You're sort of throwing darts in the dark because at a certain point, you need that visibility to know how you're doing. And it really, for the organizations that relied on that third party that we talked to, it was a great benefit to them financially to have this partner who could go into the home, practice medication management, patient education and health literacy, do these you know, vital sign checkups on these populations, give that data back to the provider, and then the provider has great access to their patients, even though they're not coming in, and they're able to perform exceedingly well on value-based contracts. It makes the process of value-based contracting so profitable to them, and their patients are doing so much better just because of this extensive visibility they have. Yeah, I couldn't say it enough how important it is that you have that data as a provider organization, especially one with a large cohort of chronically ill patients. Yeah, absolutely. And sort of going off of that, based on these outcomes and based on that conversation and other ones, what were some of the key takeaways strategy-wise for stakeholders? How might the findings of this report be used to bolster either for you know providers or payers are clearly very involved, especially on the data level. So how does this inform the strategies in, in those organizations? Yeah, so I can speak to the providers and say that one insight that we can make available to them is that there needs to be a concerted effort to, if not employ a coordinator yourself, appoint someone within your organization to handle the go-betweens between the technology, the patient, and the clinician. It seems like at some organizations, they were sort of flying by the seat of their pants and getting data as it came in, and the doctors were using it directly. Instead of having a person on point who was interacting with the technology, they're familiar with it, and they're using it every day, and they're also communicating with doctors and nurses and coordinating care. So that care coordinator role I see is something that's crucially important to every practice. It's sometimes financially unavailable to certain smaller groups, smaller practices. But in those cases, there needs to be an effort to, as I said, appoint someone or make someone in charge of that role in the organization. What did that conversation tell you about closing gaps in care and the importance of closing gaps in care for chronic disease management in a value-based care setting? Yeah. So one of the major findings that, that we saw was, you know, three quarters of organizations that responded to our survey said that closing gaps in care is the end goal of their, their value-based care strategy. And when we go into these qualitative interviews, one of the respondents 
sort of directly mentioned how using data analytics and using the patient data from their EHR, they were able to identify the medication management strategy that was best for their patient and also noticed lapsed prescription refills and things like that. So when we look at like what the, the health IT is actually doing for these organizations, one of the big things that it's helping them do is find those gaps in care and actively address them. Yeah. And then anything else to add about the major takeaways? Yeah, I would say that in conclusion, the strategies that an organization uses to build their own value-based care payment system, it's sort of different for every group. Every provider is approaching it in their own unique way. And the practices that are really struggling with chronic disease management and caring for those patients that are at the highest risk, they're the ones that can benefit the most from applying these unique tricks of the trade in the report. So looking at these third-party groups to help manage their patients and their cohorts and using the technology that isn't always obvious, like some groups were employing things like Alexa and Google Home to sort of regulate care for their patients. And it's simple things like that that can actually really improve a cohort and actually, in the end, save money for the provider and the patient. Last question is, you know, where can our listeners find this info? I mean, obviously, we've done sort of a high-level overview here today about what the report included, but where can listeners find the report in order to do a deeper dive themselves into the data there? And then also just what is on the horizon for the research team at Excelligent Healthcare Media? Yeah, so we can be found at excelligentmedia.com slash insights. That's our research page. We have all our published reports there and you can view them and decide what's pertinent to your organization. And we also publish a monthly newsletter that you can receive if you join our database at the intelligentmedia.com homepage. Coming soon, we are working now to publish our third annual value-based care assessment, which is sort of a high-level view with survey data from 200 different executives in the healthcare uh, provider business. And we're just trying to get a good view at how things are progressing in the value-based care space, what strategies people are adopting and how they're achieving success. And then beyond that, we have a few reports that are in the making. We're planning on fielding a survey about artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence tools in the healthcare industry. And also, one that is about preventive care and that's already in the field and surveys are being filled out so yeah that's how you can get it to us and that's what we're doing excellent thank you hayden for joining us today on healthcare strategies and hopefully we'll have you on again soon when those next reports come out yeah thanks kelsey i really appreciate it looking forward to the next time i'm on listeners we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode feel free to reach out to me at kwadil at extelligentmedia.com That's K-W-A-D-D-I-L-L at extelligentmedia.com to share your thoughts. You can also use that email to let us know if there are any health industry related questions or stories you would like us to consider covering. And if you liked this episode and it sparked some thoughts for you, please head over to Apple and give us a few stars and a positive review. Thank you for listening. This has been an Extelligent Healthcare Media production.